Androcles and the Lion. We are in a jungle, and along a path in this jungle, a lion comes limping on three legs, holding up his right forepaw, in which a huge thorn sticks. He sits down and contemplates it. He licks it. Tears drop from his eyes. He limps painfully off the path and lies down under the trees, exhausted with pain. He goes to sleep. Androcles and his wife, Megera come along the path. He's a small, thin, ridiculous little man who might be any age from 30 to 55. He carries a big bundle, is very poorly clad, and seems tired and hungry. His wife is a rather handsome, pampered slattern, well-fed and in the prime of life. I won't go another step. <laughs> oh, not again, dear. What's the good of stopping every two miles and saying you won't go another step? We must get on to the next village before night. There are wild beasts in this wood. Lions, they say. I don't believe a word of it. You don't care how tired I am or what becomes of me. You're always thinking of yourself. Self, self, self. Always yourself. We all have to think of ourselves occasionally, dear. A man ought to think about his wife sometimes. He can't always help it, dear. You make me think of you a good deal. Not that I blame you. Blame me? I should think not indeed. Is it my fault that I'm married to you? No, dear. That is my fault. That's a nice thing to say to me. Aren't you happy with me? I don't complain, my love. Then why don't you treat me properly and be a good husband to me? What can I do, my dear? What can you do? You can return to your duty and come back to your home and friends and sacrifice to the gods as all respectable people do. Instead of having us hunted out of house and home for being dirty, disreputable, blaspheming atheists. I'm not an atheist, dear. I'm a Christian. Well, isn't that the same thing? Only ten times worse. Everybody knows that the Christians are the very lowest of the low. Just like us, dear. Speak for yourself. Don't you dare compare me to common people. My father owned his own public house... And sorrowful was the day for me when you first came drinking in our bar. I confess I was addicted to it, dear. But I gave it up when I became a Christian. Much better have remained a drunkard. What I can't stand is your being addicted to Christianity. And what's worse again, your being addicted to animals. How is any woman to keep her house clean when you bring in every stray cat and lost cur and lame duck in the whole countryside? You took the bread out of my mouth to feed them. You know you did. Don't attempt to deny it. Only when they were hungry and you were getting too stout, dearie. Well, if you're fonder of animals than of your own wife, you can live with them here in the jungle. I've had enough of them and enough of you. I'm going back. I'm going home. No, dearie, don't take on like that. We can't go back. We've sold everything. We should starve and I should be sent to Rome and thrown to the lions. Serve you right. I wish the lion's joy of you. Are you going to get out of my way and let me go home? No, dear. Then I'll make my way through the forest, and when I'm eaten by the wild beast, you'll know what a wife you've lost. Oh! Oh! Andy! Andy! What is it, my precious? My pet, what is it? Don't you see? A lion. The gods have sent him to punish us because you're a Christian. Take me away, Andy. Save me. Maggie, there's one chance for you. It'll take him pretty nigh 20 minutes to eat me. I'm rather stringy and tough. And you can escape in less time than that. Oh, don't talk about eating. <sighs> Maggie, she's fainted. Don't you come near my wife, do you hear? Maggie, run. Run for your life. If I take my eyes off him, it's all up. Oh, he's lame, poor old chap. He's got a thorn in his paw. Frightfully big thorn. Oh, poor old man. Did him get an awful thorn into him's toots and moots. Has it made him too sick to eat a nice little Christian man from his breakfast? A nice little Christian man will get him's thorn out for him. 
and then I'm sleet the nice Christian man, and the nice Christian man's nice tender wifey, fifey, eh? Yes, 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 yes. Now, now, I miss not to bite, not to scratch, not even if it hurts a very, very little. Now, make velvet paws. That's right. Ah! Oh, steady, steady, steady. Oh, dear. Oh, did the nasty, cruel little Christian man hurt a sore paw? Well, now, one more little pull, and it'll be all over. Just one little, little, little pull, and then um, we'll live happily ever after. <laughs> That's it. Now it's out. Now, Lickham's paw, take away nasty inflammation. See? Clever little liony piony. Understand them's dear old friend Andy Wandy. Oh, yes, yes, kiss them's Andy Wandy. Velvet paws, velvet paws. That's right. La, 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 la. You haven't danced with me for years. And now you go off dancing with a great brute beast that you haven't known for ten minutes and that wants to eat your own wife. Coward! 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 It is evening on a square at the gate of the city of Rome. Through the eastern arch, a squad of Roman soldiers tramps along, escorting a batch of Christian prisoners of both sexes and all ages. Among them, one Lavinia, a good-looking, resolute young woman, apparently of higher social standing than her fellow prisoners. Now then, you Christians, none of your larks. The captain's coming. Go bless your captain. Silence, you Christians. Centurion. Sir. You will remind your men, Centurion, that we are now entering Rome. You will instruct them that once inside the gates of Rome, they are in the presence of the emperor. You will impress on them particularly that there must be an end to the profanity and blasphemy of singing Christian hymns on the march. Well, the men march better when they're singing, captain. No doubt. For that reason, an exception is made in the case of the march called Onward Christian Soldiers. This may be sung, except when within hearing of the Emperor's palace. But the words must be altered to throw them to the lions. <laughs> Silence, you prisoners! Silence! Where's your behavior? Is that the way to listen to an officer? You are to instruct your men that all intimacy with Christian prisoners must now cease. The men have fallen into habits of dependence upon the prisoners, especially the female prisoners. Uh, let me see no more of it whilst we are in the city. Uh, prisoners. Prisoners! Tension! Silence! I call your attention, prisoners, to the fact that you may be called on to appear in the Imperial Circus at any time from tomorrow onwards, according to the requirements of the managers. The women will be conducted into the arena with the wild beasts of the Imperial Menagerie and will suffer the consequences. The men, if of an age to bear arms, will be given weapons to defend themselves if they choose against the Imperial Gladiators. Captain, is there no hope that this cruel persecution... Silence! Hold your tongue there. Persecution indeed. I call the attention of the female prisoner Lavinia to the fact that as the Emperor is a divine personage, her imputation of cruelty is not only treason but sacrilege. I point out to her further that there is no foundation for the charge, as the Emperor does not desire that any prisoner should suffer. All that is necessary is to sacrifice to the gods a simple and convenient ceremony effected by dropping a pinch of incense on the altar, after which the prisoner is at once set free. Under such circumstances, you have only your own perverse folly to blame if you suffer. Looked at from this point of view, every Christian who has perished in the arena has really committed suicide. Captain, your jokes are too grim. Do not think it is easy for us to die. Death is harder for us than for you. 
The martyr's agony is as bitter as his triumph is glorious. A martyr, Lavinia, is a fool. Your death will prove nothing. Then why kill me? I mean the truth. If there be any truth, needs no martyrs. No, but my faith, like your sword, needs testing. Can you test your sword except by staking your life on it? I call the attention of the female prisoner to the fact that Christians are not allowed to draw the emperor's officers into arguments and put questions to them for which the military regulations provide no answer. <laughs> Captain, how can you? I call the female prisoner's attention specially to the fact that four comfortable homes have been offered her by officers of this regiment, oh. of which she can have her choice the moment she chooses to sacrifice, as all well-bred Roman ladies do. I have no more to say to the prisoners. Dismiss! But stay where you are. A centurion. Sir! You will remain here with your men until the arrival of three Christian prisoners in the custody of a cohort of the 10th Legion. Among these prisoners, you will particularly identify an armorer by name Ferovius, of dangerous character and great personal strength, and a Greek tailor reputed to be a sorcerer by name Androcles. You will add the three to your charge here and march them all to the Colosseum. Sir, dismiss. Captain, hmm? is this man who is to join us, the famous Ferovius, who has made such wonderful conversions in the northern cities? Yes, we're warned that he has the strength of an elephant and the temper of a mad bull. <laughs> also that he is stark mad. Not a model Christian, it would seem. You need not fear him if he is a Christian, Captain. I shall not fear him in any case, Lavinia. How brave of you, Captain. You're right. That was a silly thing to say. Lavinia... Do Christians know how to love? Yes, Captain. They love even their enemies. Is that easy? Very easy, Captain. When their enemies are as handsome as you. Lavinia, you're laughing at me. At you, Captain. Impossible. Well, then you are flirting with me, which is worse. Don't be foolish. But such a very handsome, Captain. Oh, incorrigible. Listen to me. The men in that audience tomorrow will be the vilest of voluptuaries. Men in whom the only passion excited by a beautiful woman is a lust to see her tortured and torn, shrieking limb from limb. It is a crime to gratify that passion. It is offering yourself for violation by the rabble. Why will you not choose rather a kindly love and an honourable alliance? They cannot violate my soul. I alone can do that by sacrificing to false gods. A sacrifice, then, to the true god. What does his name matter? We call him Jupiter... The Greeks call him Zeus. Call him what you will as you drop the incense on the altar flame. He will understand. No, I couldn't. That is a strange thing, Captain, that a little pinch of incense should make all that difference. Religion is such a great thing that when I meet really religious people, we are friends at once, no matter what name we give to the divine will that made us and moves us. Who do you think that I, a woman, would quarrel with you, the sacrificing to a woman god like Diana, if Diana meant to you what Christ means to me? No. We should kneel side by side like two children before her altar. But when men, who believe neither in my god nor in their own, drag me to the foot of an iron statue that has become the symbol of the terror and darkness through which they walk... When they ask me to pledge my soul before the people that this hideous idol is God and that all this wickedness and falsehood is divine truth, I cannot do it. I tell you, it is physically impossible. Listen, Captain. Did you ever try to catch a mouse in your hand? A mouse? Once there was a dear little mouse that used to come out and play on my table as I was reading. I wanted to take him in my hand and caress him. But my hand refused. I was not afraid of him in my heart, but it is not in the nature of my hand to touch a mouse. Well, Captain, if I took a pinch of incense in my hand and stretched it out over the altar fire, my hand would come back. My body would be true to my faith, even if you could corrupt my mind. And all the time I should believe more in Diana than my persecutors have ever believed in anything. Can you understand that? Yes. I understand that. But my hand would not come back. The hand that holds the sword has been trained not to come back from anything but victory. Not even from death? Least of all from death. Then I must not come back from death either. 
A woman has to be braver than a soldier. Thank you for trying to save me. I knew it was no use. But one tries in spite of one's knowledge. Something stirs, even in the iron breast of a Roman soldier. It will soon be iron again. I've seen many women die and forgotten them in a week. Remember me for a fortnight, handsome captain? I shall be watching you, perhaps. From the skies? Do not deceive yourself, Lavinia. There is no future for you beyond the grave. What does that matter? Do you think I'm only running away from the terrors of life into the comfort of heaven? If there were no future, or if the future were one of torment, I should have to go just the same. The hand of God is upon me. Yes. When all is said, we are both patricians, Lavinia, and must die for our beliefs. Farewell. Farewell. Over the cohort of the tenth with prisoners. Two file out with me to receive them. Lentulus and Metellus, two young Roman courtiers, saunter up to inspect the prisoners. Christians, by Jove. Let's chaff them. Awful brutes. If you knew as much about them as I do, you wouldn't want to chaff them. Leave them to the lions. That woman's got a figure. Do you turn the other cheek when they kiss you, my dear? What? Do you turn the other cheek when they kiss you, fascinating Christian? Don't be foolish. Please don't let your friend behave like a cad before the soldiers. Oh. How are they to respect and obey patricians if they see them behaving like street boys? Metellus! Pull yourself together, man. Hold your head up. Keep the corners of your mouth firm and treat me respectfully. What do you take me for? Look here, you know... Stop! I... Go about your business. <laughs> you didn't get much out of that. I told you they were brutes. Pucky little filly. I suppose she thinks I care. Guards! Oh! Here are some pals for you, Christians. This uh, little bit is for Ovius you talk about so much. <laughs> this fine fellow's a sorcerer. A Greek tailor he is. A real sorcerer, too, no mistake about it. The tenth marches with a leopard at the end of the column. He made a pet of the leopard. And now he's crying at being parted from it. Ain't you, old chap? Well, cheer up. We march with a billy goat that's killed two leopards and ate a turkey cock. You can have him for a pet if you like. Uh, this dirty dog, Spintho, is a real Christian. He mobs the temples, he does. He goes smashing things mad drunk, he does. He steals the gold vessels, he does. He assaults the priestesses, he does. Yeah. You're the sort that makes duty a pleasure, you are. That's it. Kick me, beat me, revile me. Our Lord was beaten and reviled. That's my way to heaven. Every martyr goes to heaven, no matter what he's done. Well, if you're going to heaven, I don't want to go there. I wouldn't be seen with you. Ah, good. Is this Ferovius one of the turn-the-other-cheek gentlemen, Centurion? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, lucky for you, too, sir, if you want to take any liberties with him. You turn the other cheek when you're struck, I'm told, Ferovius. Yes, by the grace of God, I do now. Not that you're a coward, of course, but out of pure piety. I fear God more than man. At least I try to. Let's see. <laughs> you know, I should feel ashamed if I let myself be struck like that and took it lying down. But then I'm not a Christian. I'm a man. I have not always been faithful. The first man who struck me, as you have just struck me, was stronger than you. He hit me harder than I expected. I was tempted and fell. But now I have learnt to resist with a strength that is not my own. And I am not ashamed. I only thought... Come, young man, try for yourself whether our way is not better than yours. I will now strike you on one cheek, and you will turn the other and learn how much better you will feel than if you gave way to the promptings of anger. Easy, Ferovius, easy. You broke the last man's jaw. Yes, but I saved his soul. What matters a broken jaw? Come now. Don't touch me, do you hear? Your religion forbids you to strike me. On the contrary, it commands me to strike you. How can you turn the other cheek if you are not first struck on the one cheek? But I'm convinced already that what you said is quite right. I apologize for striking you. My son, have I softened your heart? Has the good seed fallen in a fruitful place? 
Are your feet turning towards a better path? Yes, yes, there's a great deal in what you say. Join us. Come to the lions. Come to suffering and death. Oh, help me. Mother, dear mother. These tears will water your soul and make it bring forth good fruit, my son. God has greatly blessed my efforts at conversion. Oh. Oh, there, there. The poor lad's fainted. Take him away. The spirit has overwrought him. Carry him gently to his house and leave the rest to heaven. Yeah, you two men, pick him up. Do you know where he lives? Yes, Centurion, he's a friend of mine. You are his friend, young man? Yes, sir. You will see that he is taken safely home. Certainly, sir. I shall do whatever you think best. Most happy to have made your acquaintance, I'm sure. You may depend on me. Good evening, sir. The blessing of heaven upon you and him. So that is how you convert people, Ferovius. Yes, there has been a blessing on my work, in spite of my unworthiness and my backslidings, all through my wicked, devilish temper. This man here... Don't slap me on the back, brother. She knows you mean me. How I wish I were weak like our brother. For then I should perhaps be meek and gentle like him. As it is, my influence calms the passions of the mob. They listen to me in silence, and infidels are often converted by a straight heart-to-heart -heart talk with me. Every day I feel happier, more confident. Every day lightens the load of the great terror. The great terror? What is that? Well, you see, sister, he's never quite sure of it himself. Suppose at the last moment in the arena with the gladiators there to fight him, one of them was to say something to annoy him. Well, he might forget himself and lay that gladiator out. That would be splendid. Woman, you are no Christian. You know, Ferovius, I'm not always a Christian. I don't think anybody is. There are moments when I forget all about it and something comes out quite naturally as it did then. What does it matter, sister? If you die in the arena, you'll be a martyr. And all martyrs go to heaven no matter what they've done. That's so, isn't it, Provius? Yes, that is so. If we are faithful to the end... Mm, I'm not so sure. Don't say that! That's blasphemy! I tell you, woman, martyrdom pays all scores. Well, let us hope so, brother, for your sake. You've had a gay time, haven't you, with your raids on the temples. I can't help thinking of your temperament. What's that? Oh, now, don't be angry. I say it only to console you in case you should die in your bed tonight in the natural way. Oh, oh. There's a lot of plague about. What a thought to put into the mind of a brother. Oh, let me be martyred today, now. Or I shall die in the night and go to hell. You're a sorcerer, Androcles. You put death into my mind. Curse you. Oh, curse you. Michael, you What's this, brother? Anger? Violence? Raising your hand to a brother Christian? Oh, it's easy for you. You're strong. Your nerves are all right. But I'm full of disease. I've drunk all my nerves away. I shall have the terrors all night. Oh, don't take on so, brother. We're all sinners. Yes, I dare say, if the truth were known, you're all as bad as I am. Does that comfort you? Pray, man, pray. What's the good of praying? If we're martyred, we shall go to heaven, shan't we? Whether we pray or not. Pray this instant, you dog, you rotten clown, oh. you slimy oh. snake, you beastly oh. goat, or... Oh, dear brother, if you wouldn't mind, just for my sake. Well? Oh, don't call him by the names of the animals. We've no right to... I've had such friends in dogs, and a pet snake is the best of company, and I was nursed on goat's milk. Is it fair to them to call the like of him a dog or a snake or a goat? I only meant that they have no souls. Oh, believe me, they have just the same as you and me. I really don't think I could consent to go to heaven if I thought there were to be no animals there. Think of what they suffer here. That's true. Yes, that's just. They will have their share in heaven. Attention! Form as before. Here, you soldiers! Clear out of the way for the Emperor! Emperor? Where's the Emperor? You ain't the emperor, are you? It's the menagerie service. My team of oxen is drawing a new lion to the Colosseum. Clear the road. 
The menagerie service is the Emperor's personal retinue. Clear out, I tell you. You tell me, do you? Well, I'll tell you something. If the lion is menagerie service, the lion's dinner's menagerie service too, and this lot's the lion's dinner. So, back with you to your bullocks, double quick and learn your place. Right, you Christians, get cracking. Come along there now, come along there. Come along the rest of the dinner. I shall be the olives and the anchovies. <laughs> I shall be the soup. <laughs> I shall be the fish. <laughs> and for Romeo shall be the roast boar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see the joke. Yes, yes, I shall be the roast boar. <laughs> I shall be the mince pie. <laughs> Silence! Have some sense of your situation. Is this the way for martyrs to behave? I know what you'll be at that dinner, Spintho. You'll be the emetic. <laughs> it's too dreadful. I'm not fit to die. Fitter than you are to live, you swine. Guards, march! Now then, prisoners, get up with you and step along to die. Come along now. Lively, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Behind the Emperor's box at the Colosseum in Rome, the performers and the martyrs assemble before entering the arena. Lavinia is seated on some steps, thoughtful, trying to look death in the face. On her left, Androcles consoles himself by nursing a cat. Ferovius stands behind them, his eyes blazing. At the foot of the steps crouches Spintho, with his head clutched in his hand. The gladiators are standing and sitting at ease, waiting, like the Christians, for their turn in the arena. A call boy enters from the passage. Number six, Retiarius versus Secutus. Will they really kill one another, Spintho? Yes, if the people turn down their thumbs. Ask the editor of the gladiators here. You know nothing about it. <laughs> The people, indeed. Do you suppose we would kill a man worth perhaps 50 talents to please the riffraff? I should like to catch any of my men at it. And is nobody ever killed except us poor Christians? If the Vestal Virgins turn down their thumbs, that's another matter. They're ladies of rank. Does the Emperor ever interfere? Oh, yes. He turns his thumb up fast enough if the Vestal Virgins want to have one of his pet fighting men killed. Oh. But don't they ever just only pretend to kill one another? Why shouldn't you pretend to die and get dragged out as if you were dead and then get up and go home like an actor? There'll be no pretending about the new lion. Let that be enough for you. He's hungry. Oh, Lord, can't you stop talking about it? Isn't it bad enough for us without that? I'm glad he's hungry, poor chap. Then he'll enjoy eating me so much more. There's a cheerful side to everything. Yeah, don't you be obstinate. Come with me and, and drop the pinch of incense on the altar. That's all you need do to be let off. No, thank you very much indeed, but I really mustn't. What? Not save your life? No, it's very kind of you, but I feel I can't save myself that way. But I don't ask you to do it to save yourself. I ask you to do it to oblige me personally. Oh, please don't say that. This is dreadful. You mean so kindly by me, but I must go into the arena with the rest. My honour, you know. How much will you remember of all that when you smell the beast's breath and see his jaws opening to tear at your throat? I can't bear it! Where's the altar? I'll sacrifice! I'll sacrifice! Dog of an apostate, Iscariot! I'll repent afterwards. I'll die a martyr and go to heaven. But not this time. Not now. Not until my nerves are better. Besides, I'm too young. I want to have just one more good time. <laughs> <laughs> Will no one tell me where the altar is? Show me the altar! The altar! <laughs> He's got some sauce. 
Well, why don't you follow him? Brother, I can't do that, not even to oblige you. Don't ask me. Well, if you're determined to die, I can't help you. But I wouldn't be put off by a swine like that. Peace, peace. Tempt him not. Get thee behind him, Satan. For two pins, I'd take a turn in the arena myself today and pay you out for daring to talk to me like that. What's that you say? Eh? Brother, you forget. Oh, my temper, my wicked temper. Forgive me, brother. My heart was full of wrath. I should have been thinking of your dear, precious soul. (laughs) Hey, where are the gladiators? Huh? Here's a nice business. Who let that Christian out of here, down to the lion's den? Nobody let him. He let himself. Well, the lion's at him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor wretch. The apostate has perished. Praise be to God's justice. The poor beast was starving. It couldn't help itself. Now his appetite's taken off. He won't as much as look at another Christian for a week. Well, couldn't you have saved him, brother? Saved him? Saved him from a lion that I'd just got mad with hunger? A wild one that come out of the forest not four weeks ago? He bolted him before you could say bulbous. Poor Spintho. And it won't even count as a martyrdom. Serve him right. What quality to walk down the throat of one of my lions before he was asked? Let me see these Christians. Shh! Attention there! The Emperor! Hail Caesar! Those about to die salute thee! Good morrow, friends. Blessing, Caesar, and forgiveness. There is no forgiveness for Christianity. I did not mean that, Caesar. I meant that we forgive you. An inconceivable liberty. Do you not know, woman, that the emperor can do no wrong and therefore cannot be forgiven? I expect the emperor knows better. Anyway, we forgive him. Amen. Tell us, you see now the disadvantage of too much severity. These people have no hope. Therefore, they have nothing to restrain them from saying what they like to me. They're almost as impertinent as the gladiators. Which is the Greek sorcerer? Me, your worship. My worship? Good, a new title. Well, what miracles can you perform? I can cure warts by rubbing them with my tailor's chalk, and I can live with my wife without beating her. Is that all? You don't know her, Caesar, you wouldn't say that. Oh, well, my friends, we shall no doubt contrive a happy release for you. Which is Ferovius? I am he. They tell me you can fight. It is easy to fight. I can die, Caesar. That is still easier, is it not? Not to me, Caesar. Death comes hard to my flesh, and fighting comes very easily to my spirit. Oh, sinner that I am. Listen, Ferovius. You and your friends shall not be outnumbered today in the arena. You shall have arms, and there will be no more than one gladiator to each Christian. If you come out of the arena alive, I will consider favorably any request of yours and give you a place in the Praetorian Guard. I will not fight. I will die. Better stand with the archangels than with the Praetorian Guard. I cannot believe that the archangels, whatever they may be, would not prefer to be recruited from the Praetorian Guard, however, as you please. Come, let us see the show. By your leave, Caesar. Number 11, gladiators and Christians. I am ready. The hour has come, Verovius. I shall go into my box and see you killed, since you scorn the Praetorian Guard. Come, the Terrace, join me, I pray. Farewell, Ferovius. Steady there. You Christians, you've got to fight. Here, arm yourselves. No armor. Do what you're told. Put on the armor. I said no armor. And what am I to say when I'm accused of sending a naked man in to fight my men in armor? Say your prayers, brother, and have no fear of the princes of this world. <laughs> you obstinate fool. Farewell, Ferovius, till we meet in the suite by and by. You're going too. Take a sword there and put on any armor you can find to fit you. No, really, I can't fight. I never could. I can't bring myself to dislike anyone enough. Now, I'm to be thrown to the lions with the lady. Then get out of the way and hold your noise. Now then, are you all ready there? Heaven give me strength 
Ha-ha, that frightens you, does it? Man, there is no terror like the terror of that sound to me. When I hear a trumpet or a drum or the clash of steel or the hum of the catapult as the great stone flies, fire runs through my veins. Oh, brothers, pray. Exhort me. Remind me that if I raise my sword, my honor falls and my master is crucified afresh. Just keep thinking how cruelly you might hurt the poor gladiators. It does not hurt a man to kill him. Nothing but faith can save you. I know that I am a fighter. How can I feel sure that I am a Christian? Throw away the sword, brother. I cannot. It cleaves to my hand. I could as easily throw a woman I loved from my arms. I can't help you, friend. I can't tell you not to save your own life. Something willful in me wants to see you fight your way into heaven. Ah. But if you are going to give up our faith, brother, why not do it without hurting anybody? Let them rage and kill. Let us be brave and suffer. You must go as a lamb to the slaughter. Aye. Aye, that is right. Not as a lamb is slain by the butcher, but as a butcher might let himself be slain by a silly ram whose head he could fetch off in one twist. In with you! Into the arena! The stage is waiting! The emperor is waiting? Well, what are you dreaming of, man? Send your men in at once. Oh, y- yes, sir. It's, it's these Christians hanging back. Liar! March! Follow up there, you Christians! Be steadfast, brother. Remember that nothing can hurt you. Shove them in there! Brothers, the great moment has come. That passageway is your hill to Calvary. Mounted bravely but meekly, and remember, not a word of reproach, not a blow, nor a struggle. Come, let us go. Farewell, Lavinia. You forget, Ferovius, I must follow before you are cold. It is true. Do not envy me because I pass before you to glory. Come along there! I'm glad I haven't to fight. That would really be an awful martyrdom. I am lucky. Androcles, burn the incense. You'll be forgiven. Let my death atone for both. But don't think of me, sister. Think of yourself. That, that will keep your heart up. Admirable advice. Are you there, handsome captain? Have you come to see me die? I'm on duty with the Emperor, Lavinia. Is it part of your duty to laugh at us? No, that is part of my private pleasure. Your friend here is a humorist. I laughed at his telling you to think of yourself to keep up your heart. I say think of yourself and burn the incense. He is not a humorist. He was right. You ought to know that, Captain. You've been face to face with death. Not with certain death, Lavinia. Only death in battle, which spares more men than death in bed. What you are facing is certain death. You have nothing left now but your faith in this craze of yours, this Christianity. Are are your Christian fairy stories any truer than our stories about Jupiter and Diana? Captain, well, that seems nothing to me now. I know now that I'm not dying for stories or dreams. Did you hear of the dreadful thing that happened here while we were waiting? I heard that one of your fellows bolted and ran right into the jaws of a lion. I laughed. Then you don't understand what that meant. It meant that the lion had a cur for his breakfast. It meant more than that, Captain. None of us believed the stories and the dreams more devoutly than poor Spintho. But he could not face the great reality. What he would have called my faith has been oozing away while I've been sitting here. With reality becoming realer and realer the stories and dreams fading away into nothing. Are you then going to die for nothing? I think I'm going to die for God. Nothing else is real enough to die for. What is God? When we know that, Captain, we shall be gods ourselves. Lavinia, come down to earth. Burn the incense and marry me. Handsome Captain... Would you marry me if I hauled down the flag in the day of battle and burnt the incense? Sons take after their mothers, you know. Do you want your son to be a coward? My great Diana, I think I would strangle you if you gave in now. The hand of God is on us both, Captain. What nonsense it all is. Uh, What a monstrous thing that you should die for such nonsense, and that I should look on helplessly when my whole soul cries out against it. 
Die then if you must. But at least I can cut the Emperor's throat and then my own when I see your blood. The Christians will not fight! They will not fight, I tell you! And your curs cannot get their blood up to attack them! Oh. It's all that fellow Ferovius with the blazing eyes! Corvoy! Yes, Caesar! Send in the whip! Yes, Caesar! If that will not move them, bring on the hot irons! The man is like a mountain! Oh, that is unworthy! Can they not kill him without dishonouring him? Yes, it's dreadful. Now I want to fight. I can't bear the sight of a whip. The only time I ever hit a man was when he lashed an old horse with a whip. He mustn't strike Ferovius. I'll go into the arena and kill him first. What's up now? What has happened, do you think? What can happen? They're killing them, I suppose. Something too dreadful. Roach and hawks there. Roach and hawks. How many dead? Six. And the basket. Bring the basket. Where are the baskets for? For the man with the whip. He's in pieces. They're all in pieces, more or less. Boys, the Christians killed the lot. Where is he? Magnificent. He shall have a laurel crown. Long, long forever. Lost. I have betrayed my master. Cut off this right hand, it has offended. Ye have swords, my brethren, strike! No, no! Oh, what have you done, Ferovius? I know not, but there was blood behind my eyes and there's blood on my sword. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means that you are the greatest man in Rome. It means that you shall have a laurel crown of gold. Superb fighter! I could almost yield my throne. The persecution shall cease. If Christians can fight like this, I shall have none but Christians to fight for me. You gladiators are ordered to become Christians, do you hear? It's all one to us, Caesar. Caesar, this woman is the sister of Ferovius. If she is thrown to the lions, he will fret. He will lose weight, get out of condition. The lions? Nonsense. Madam, I'm proud to have the honour of making your acquaintance. Your brother is the glory of Rome. But my friends here, must they die? Die? Certainly not. There's never been the slightest idea of harming them. Ladies and gentlemen, you are all free. Free! But, but Caesar, I, I must have one Christian for the lion. The people have been promised it. And they'll tear the decorations to bits if they're disappointed. True. True, we must have somebody for the new lion. Why not this little Greek chap? He's not a Christian, he's a sorcerer. The very thing. He will do very well. Number 12, the Christian for the new lion. Ah, well, it was to be after all. Let me go in his place, Caesar. What? Ask the captain whether they do not like best to see a woman torn to pieces. He told me so yesterday. No, no, I, I should never have another happy hour. No, on the faith of a Christian and the honour of a tailor, I accept the lot that has fallen on me. Caesar, go to your box and see how a tailor can die. Make way for number 12 there. Androcles marches out and finds himself at the focus of thousands of eager eyes. A gong sounds. Androcles shivers at the sound, then falls on his knees and prays. The lion bounds into the arena. He gathers himself for a spring, swishing his tail to and fro through the dust in an ecstasy of anticipation. Androcles throws up his hands in supplication to heaven. The lion checks at the sight of Androcles' face. He then steals towards him, smells him, arches his back, purrs like a motor car, and finally limps on three paws, holding up the other as if it was wounded. A flash of recognition lights up the face of Androcles. He flaps his hands as if it had a thorn in it and pretends to pull the thorn out and to hurt himself. The lion nods repeatedly. Androcles holds out his hand to the lion, who gives him both paws, which he shakes with enthusiasm. They embrace rapturously and waltz round the arena. 
Then, amid a sudden burst of deafening applause, they finally waltz out. My friends, an incredible, an amazing thing has happened. I can no longer doubt the truth of Christianity. Caesar is saved! Caesar is saved! The Christians pressed to him joyfully. Andrew Keyes and the lion emerged from the passage and still waltzing. Yes, Ferovius, this Christian sorcerer of your... The emperor boots wildly up the steps. Christians and gladiators alike fly for their lives. Now I wonder why they all run away from us like that, Tommy. <laughs> Sorcerer, I command you to put that lion to death instantly. It's guilty of high treason. Your conduct is most disgraceful. Oh, don't run away, sir. Don't run away. He can't help springing if you run. Now, don't be afraid of him, sir. He's only got your robe. Drop it, Tommy. Drop it. That's a good boy. I am not afraid of him. Keep between us. N never be afraid of animals, Your Worship. That's the great secret. He'll be as gentle as a lamb when he knows that you are his friend. Now stand quite still and smile. Let him smell you all over just to reassure him. You see, he's afraid of you, and he must examine you thoroughly before he gives you his confidence. Now come now, Tommy. Speak nicely to the Emperor. The great, good Emperor, who has power to have all our heads cut off if we don't behave very, very respectfully to him. Tommy, Tommy, dance, dance. Oh, 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 wicked Tommy. Now look what you've done to the Emperor's robe at once, sir. Where's your manners? Oh, no, no, don't pull it away from him, Your Worship. He's only playing. Now, I shall be really angry with you, Tommy, if you don't let go. I'll tell you what it is, sir. He thinks you and I are not friends. Friends, you infernal scoundrel. You mustn't let him lash himself into a rage. You must show him that you are my particular friend. Now, if you will have the condescension to allow me to shake your worship's hand. <sighs> now, look, Tommy. Nice Emperor is the dearest friend Andy Wandy has in the whole world. Loves him like a brother. You filthy little dog of a Greek tailor. I'll have you burnt alive for daring to touch the divine person of the Emperor. Don't talk like that, sir. He understands every word you say. All animals do. They take it from the tone of your voice. I think he's going to spring at your worship. Oh, if you wouldn't mind saying something affectionate. Uh, my, 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 my dearest Mr. Hendricles, my sweetest friend, my long-lost brother, come to my arms. What an abominable smell of garlic. There, you see, your worship? A child might play with him now. See? Shall Andy Wandy tickle Tommy's tummy? Ah, tickly wiggly wiggly. Ah, tickly wiggly wiggly. You come and pet him, Your Worship. I must conquer these unkingly terrors. Mind you, you don't go away from him, though. Tickly wiggly wiggly wiggly. Oh, sir. Oh, how few men would have had the courage to do that, to pat the lion's chest. Yes, oh. it takes a bit of nerve. Let us have the court in and frighten them. Is he safe, do you think? Oh, yes, quite safe now, sir. Oh, what ho, there! All who are within hearing, return without fear. Caesar has tamed the lion. Ladies and gentlemen, see, I have subdued the beast. Come here, Ferovius. Don't look so frightened, man. There's nothing to fear. It is strange that I, who fear no man, should fear a lion. Every man fears something, Ferovius. True, Captain, that is quite true. Well, Ferovius, how about the Praetorian Guard now? In my youth, I worshipped Mars, the god of war. I turned from him to serve the Christian god. 
But today the Christian God forsook me and Mars overcame me and took back his own. The Christian God is not yet. He will come when Mars and I are dust. But meanwhile I must serve the gods that are, not the gods that will be. Until then, I accept service in the guard, Caesar. Very wisely said. All really sensible men agree that the prudent course is to be neither bigoted in our attachment to the old, nor rash and unpractical in keeping an open mind for the new, but to make the best of both dispensations. Do you say, Lavinia... Will you too be prudent? No, I'll strive for the coming of the God who is not yet. May I come and argue with you occasionally? Yes, handsome captain, you may. Thank you. And now, my friends, though I do not, as you see, fear this lion, yet the strain of his presence is considerable, for none of us can feel quite sure what he will do next. Caesar! Uh, Caesar, mm. give us this Greek sorcerer to be a slave in the menagerie. He has a way with the beasts. Oh, not if they are in cages. They, they should not be kept in cages. They must be all let out. I give this sorcerer to be a slave to the first man that lays hands on him. <laughs> Will no one have him? Very well. You see how magnanimous we Romans are, Androcles. We suffer you to go in peace. I, I thank your worship. I thank you all, ladies and gentlemen. Come, Tommy. Whilst we stand together, no cage for you and no slavery for me. La, 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 la,